Hi guys, welcome back to Gex and Specs. So today we're just gonna have like a really simple like bite-sized episode. I haven't done one of these like self-talking episodes since last season but like I really enjoyed doing it and like just based on analytics and feedback I got you guys enjoyed it as well so here we go again this one is going to be pretty short I've like always wanted to do a shorter episode because I know sometimes listening to me and our guests or like Tiffany and Taylor rambling for like an hour to an hour and a half can be like a bit much Um, and I know, like, sometimes, like, I really like when podcasts that I like include bite-sized episodes just so, like, you can talk one-on-one, um, with people, like, your audience, and I really like the idea of this just being, like, you and I having a conversation. Next week, I'll be doing, like, an ASMR version of that just because those are, like, really hard to film. Like, it shouldn't be as hard as it is to film them, but it really is. I don't know why it's just like always a pain like it's fun but also like even like if you hear the littlest sound or you're too close to the mic or you're too far it's just a mess but next week if you're into ASMR um which also got pretty good feedback I will be doing that next week um but these are just going to be little bite-sized episodes because like I said I haven't done a bite-sized one technically I mean I guess last seasons were kind of small but they weren't like as bite-sized as I want to make this one just like a quick little talk a quick little let's just chit chat relax have a good time um so today I'm just gonna like be going over like morning gecko stuff because if you know me I mean if you've listened to the podcast I literally talk about them all the time as I find them like super duper fascinating and they have so many things about them that are like very unique to them like one they asexually reproduce which I'll be getting all into that and just like the information I found on them because I mean it's literally a living creature like not a plant that asexually reproduces and it's not like it's a starfish or something like that matter it's a reptile that asexually reproduces and to my knowledge I don't know if you know more like asexual reproducing reptiles like please tell me like I find that so so cool but yeah we're just gonna talk about them a bit because I've wanted to talk about them for so long and I've been like searching and to find someone who just specifies in morning geckos be it Hawaiian morning geckos or just regular morning geckos just to like have them on as a guest so PSA, if you know anybody or you are somebody like that, please come on the podcast. Thank you. I really would love to just talk in depth with someone that has wor- have worked with these, like, amazing ladies. Like, they're all so cool. So, I guess I can just start with, like, care for morning geckos. They are really similar to crested geckos, where um, you feed them Pangea, they're happy. You can also feed them... Um, flightless fruit flies as like an extra boost of protein there's not really many insects they can eat other than flightless fruit flies I believe because of how teeny tiny they're super small these little guys are um but super easy to care for uh feeding is just Pangea with heating you want to keep it between 72 and 82 I mean I wouldn't try to get it to 82 because that's like pushing it um I would suggest keeping it maybe at a 75 to 78 range. Um, 
these guys do not need a big enclosure. Um, morning geckos need a very, very tiny, tiny enclosure. I've seen people make amazing vivariums out of, like, old, like, if you've ever gotten those huge cheese ball, um, I don't know what the word is, like, you know where, like, the cheese balls come in, like, that huge packaging? I've seen people make vivariums out of those with pothos and moss, like, peach moss, and with draining layers, and it, they work really cool. They look really cool. That was my point. They just, they look really cool. I don't know how well the draining layers work in those, but I know Clint's Reptiles did a whole video on making a vivarium of that stature for a morning gecko. Um, baby morning geckos, you're going to want to keep in a mason jar because they're that tiny. Um, like I said, super easy to care for, super chill, just really cool little dudes or dudettes. They're girls. Yeah, they're all girls. That's another fun thing about them. They're all, um, female, um, there's no male morning geckos there. It has never been a reported male morning gecko. They all are born female. And like I mentioned, they technically are clones because how they come about is basically, it's funny, they asexually reproduce, but they need another one to reproduce. Like, literally, they just, they look at each other, they do this weird little dance, and then they're pregnant and they lay eggs. Like, it's really weird. So... Because they can asexually reproduce, but they need another one to just, I guess, look them in the eye so they can dance at each other. And then they're like, okay, now I can do it. it it's really, it's, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but I think that's pretty cool. Um, the scary thing about them, though, is like, they, um, when they reproduce, uh, they reproduce like crazy. Um, like, I'm talking like, uh... You could end up with 30 morning geckos very, very easily. So I would say if you're not looking to be a huge morning gecko breeder, I would just get one. Because you could just keep one in a little vivarium and they'd be completely happy, completely chill, just completely fine. Um, but if you are going to breed them, know that. Like, if you have two, they're going to breed. Another fun fact, I mean, because I mentioned it, they can live harmoniously with each other. They don't tend to fight. They don't tend to get territorial. They're very much so a communal species. But like I said, um... The fact that the rate that they can reproduce like bunnies may be something to hesitate you from doing that. Also, baby morning geckos are very tiny and they're very easy to squish in like cage doors, which is why I think like a mesh top, like old cheese ball dish or something like that would probably be the best option for them. I don't own any yet. I've just researched them for years since I went to Hawaii when I was 17 and I saw a bunch because I thought they were super cool, but... From what I've heard, that would probably be just a really, really bad idea because they can get caught in the doors and stuff. Also, I would not suggest breeding morning geckos because um, they're not a popular pet. They're so very common in the pet trade that you'll see them being sold for $5. Also, most of them, if you do sell them to people, they're going to be used as feeder lizards. They're a very common feeder lizard, which, I mean, if you're cool doing that and ethically producing feeder lizards, that's super cool. I just can't do that because it makes me too depressed because I love them so much. But that's, yeah, that, that's on you, I guess. Um, another little cool thing about them is that how they lay their eggs 
is, you know, like normal, like let's say a crested gecko or a leopard gecko, they bury their eggs. These guys don't bury their eggs. They lay them similar to like tree frogs or dumpy frogs where they will lay them on the side of their cage, on their cork bark, on the leaves, um, kind of like creating like they kind of hang there. And what I read, and I was just actually reading a bunch on them before I made this, something that they do, or, um, or something that, like, people who breed them do, or if you accidentally breed them, or you get one that was already bred, technically, and was pregnant, is that they find where the eggs were laid, and they put, like, a little plastic cup over them. So, if it's, like, on a wall or on a piece of cork park, they put a plastic cup over them so that when the babies hatch, they don't all escape in the cage and you can't find them and, like, make sure they're doing well. Or, I've also seen people that, like, how they'll lay them on eggs, like, say you have a pothos plant or a mother-in-law plant in there, they will actually take the leaf, cut it, and then put it in its own little tiny baby vivarium. Um, so that's pretty fascinating, like, I don't know, they're just, like, a really simple species to care for as well, like, super chill, like, similar to crested geckos, they also need humidity, so you just have to spray down their enclosure, keep it similar humidity to crested geckos, um, which I know that's, a, like, really scary to a lot of people, but it's really not hard to achieve humidity, like, I, I, I mean, for some, like, simple species, like, morning geckos, crested geckos, super easy for humidity, if you have something like a chameleon that needs, like, 80 to 90 at all times, um, it's pretty hard, but crested geckos and, um, morning geckos, really just super simple to keep humidity, I wouldn't consider it to be hard at all, they're, like, very, very simple, and I know I keep making this clear, I just wish they were more popular in the pet trade as pets, because, like, like I said, they're usually used as feeder lizards, but, they're an asexual reproducing species, like, that's so cool, and I think a lot of the reason people, or it doesn't contribute, maybe, I guess, to them being popular, is that they kind of are a muddled, like, brownish-green color, they're not super colorful, they're not super bright, they're super tiny, and just this weird little newt-looking mud creature, like, that's the best way I can describe them, they look like a mud newt, um, but, also, I think they're also not that popular because they can't really be handled. It's very easy to fracture a bone or really hurt or damage um, your morning gecko. So they're not a handable species. Um, if one escapes, that's terrifying because they're so tiny that it's really hard to find them. And like actually grabbing them and picking them up, you could easily break a bone of theirs or critically injure them or cause internal bleeding. So they're not they're not a handable species. They're very fragile. Um, they're hardy in their enclosure, but they're fragile with handling. So I guess that also contributes to them not being super popular. But I mean, like I said, I'm lunching it again. They're they they asexually reproduce. Like how much cooler do you want to get for a pet that literally just needs they're all females, they're the definition of a feministic lizard. They just look at each other and they asexually reproduce. Like that's just really cool. That's that's really fascinating to me. I think that's the coolest thing I've heard in a while. Um I've been obsessed with them for years, but I think that's super cool that there's literally a species of animal that isn't something like a starfish or a snail or, like, um, they can just asexually reproduce. 
and there's no males it's just a female only species like I really wish and I want to do more research on how that evolved the evolution if anyone like listening to this knows how it evolved to being a female only species like I mean like based off evidence not just hypothetically um please contact me I, I'm gonna sound off base here, but hypothetically, I think it'd be really cool if it just made a female species because not enough males are being born, so they just decided to asexually reproduce or, um, clone themselves, I guess. That would be really cool. That would be my theory, is that, or they were just made where they never needed a male, but I think it's cooler if they started out as females and males not enough males are being produced and then one day one female just asexually reproduced and they're like we don't need males we can just look at each other dance and reproduce like there's no mating process they just look at each other dance a little and then they reproduce like there's no no typical mating process um at all when it comes to their reproduction and i don't know i I could talk about it for hours, how cool I think that is, but, um, yeah, this was just a little quick bite set episode. I wanted to give you guys, maybe you just want to chill, kick back, you're taking a short drive, you don't have the time to listen to an hour episode, like, we've all been there, and instead of, like, you know, I know some people have to skip through the episode, or, like, have to stop, and then they forget where they were, I just wanted to film something that was under... 15 minutes 20 minutes and just talk to you guys about a species that I think is super cool thank you again guys for listening and supporting the podcast I really really appreciate it and I hope you guys are having a good one